All right, Terry Heil, Pat Langdon, nice Talkback fans. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, what happened this past weekend with the OHSA football. I know. Uh, Before we get into that, I'm going to cut you off. You, I, you just did. I mean, I know I did because I want to hear. How, I didn't get to hear it. You were a, a guest uh, of honor on the Talk Back show on Tuesday. Let's hear about that. Then we'll talk football. Well, and was, uh, Pat, uh, he's got a big smile on his face. must have been a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, a, a lot of uh, rapid fire changing subject all over the place. And one thing we did learn from that night, and one thing I learned, and I think one thing they learned is that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> so that was, I think, the key to the whole thing. Why night. did he show up? <laughs> The only thing we didn't get to was the Godfather trilogy, so we have to have him back on. Yeah. Oh, we we promised go. him we'd talk about the Godfather, and we never got to it. So, Well, the first two, anyways. We're not talking about three. Third, third one doesn't exist as right. far as that. Did you get to Sopranos or no? no. We didn't get that. The, the Godfather was on his list. That was the one thing we didn't get to. All right. I think Fredo uh, produced Godfather 3. Yeah. But uh, you guys were at both games, and uh, John uh, obviously called the Kirtland game. Let's start with Menor. Um, I had a, the op- I had to work, but I had the opportunity to um, watch it this from about the middle of the first quarter on. And uh, wow, I'll tell you, if if that third score would have went in, that could have changed the whole outcome of that game. Yeah, that was a uh, pretty highly contested. On uh, if you're on the St. Ed side, a lot of people thought that he did not fumble. Um, Tim Phyllis, who you guys may or may not know from the News Herald, had a fantastic picture of it. He fumbled at the two, it bounced the one, and they picked it up and went 99 yards, you know, in what, five plays? I think Talk it was about there. game changers. No, oh. that was a longer drive. The 99-yard. The 99-yard yeah. was the longer one, yeah. and then St. Ed's came right back yeah. in six or seven plays and, and scored to go up 21-7, and we talked about it at halftime that they had done a great job. Coach Lombardo does a great job when he plays somebody a second time of taking away whatever they did in the first game, and in, and in this case, they really limited Brian Trouble in the first half. And as Pat said, he ended up with, what, 85 yards 85 total? Yards. It was a very quiet 85 yards, but they were able to get him untracked a little bit in the second half. If they had scored to start the third quarter, that probably would have been it. And it was a really interesting set of circumstances <laughs> because, so second half kickoff, Menner kicked right at one of the St. Ed's frontline guys. It hit his leg, bounced around, Ed's recovered at the 41 on fourth and two from their own 49 they went for it and i'm a big believer that part of why they went for it was because typically when you go to something like an onside kick to start a second half and you're down it's viewed as a little bit of desperation i'm not saying that menner was desperate but that's how it can be viewed and I think they send some weakness and says, okay, hey, we get a first down here and we put this thing in, we can end this. Is that the other discrepancy one where and it was, he, but he, there, gone, but, he made it, but he But didn't. there never should have been a discrepancy. They took the ball, they had the ball at their, their own 41, which means they had to get to the Menor 49 in order to get a first down. Uh-huh. The fourth down carry, the back edge of the ball was spotted at the 50-yard line. Right. It was clear they did not have it, but the chains had already moved. Oh. So they had to bring them back, reset, brought them out. They were mismarked. They marked it at the 40. They marked it at the 40, 40 instead 41. of the 41. Signaled first down. Coach Trev objected, as he should have. And the line judge that was on St. Ed's side had it the entire time. Yes. So as soon as they made the measurement, he, he called them all together and said, no, 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 no. We got this wrong. And, you know, 
for the men are faithful, you know, thank God he did. Um, but he, he was adamant that, that that ball was marked incorrectly, and, and that's what it wound up being. It took them a long time to get there, mm-hmm. but they got it right. They got kind, it right. kind of a monumental screw-up for the chain guys. Yes. I mean, they're, yes. Not, they're not supposed to move until they're signaled to move. And there was really no reason that they should have moved. It was fourth. You, you could tell from where we were because, I you know, I have a tendency to follow the ball. Why, why, why were you moving? There was no point if you're a chain guy to move until either you're signaled. On, you, you know, there's a good chance you were going to be signaled on to measure. Right. So why would you move and assume it was a first down? I, I that was kind of puzzling. What, what was the reaction from the Ed sideline when when they signaled that they got it and then realized that they didn't? Any objection? Well, they got it. They got an unsportsmanlike. Yeah, Tommy did. Yeah, and and you know, rightfully so. I mean, when when you get a call like that in a high school football game, it's very rare for them to to change it ultimately like i said they got it right but you know he he they were not happy they they weren't all right because i want to get to the kirtland game but i got to get to this because i, I actually had a little bit of an argument with somebody at work today i want your true answer i was on the sidelines in the dublin kaufman game when menner lost when they went for the two when uh, dublin kaufman went for two points on the second try all right terry start with you do you go for two there we called it. You both called we, it. We were in the end zone. Yeah, we went doing live. our normal thing. We were live for the entire overtime. Because, so. you know, I and, was, and I told him, I said, Pat, I think they're going to go for two. What do you think? And all of a sudden, we're, Ian Kipp's coming out. And I said, <laughs> Coach Gray and Coach Triv must see something they like. They're going to roll the dice. And, you know, I thought Ian Kipp's description of what happened was perfect. He rolled, Trouble got swallowed up. And as they as they swallowed up Brian Trouble, Luke for Luke Floria kind of squirted out free. Yeah, he, he I mean he really just did kind of squirt out. Yeah. Because when I was watching that and I watched your guys' replay of that, thank you um, by the way. It, it was, I mean he just kind of came out of nowhere. He's the one. That's right. He's the one guy. <laughs> yeah. So he, we we saw it and we we talked about it. I, we were pretty much in agreement at that point. And and when you listen to Triv's explanation I afterwards. loved what he said. He goes, we can't keep battling them big guys. Right. They were getting, they, they went through, it was three plays to score in overtime. See, yeah. I, I thought, Charlie, you were going to go with the other discrepancy before you got to that point. Because well, touchdown or no touchdown? And I will tell you this, Terry, Terry, if you go back and you watch us, we, we both thought he was short. We said it on the air. And then we went back and we saw a photo, and I also saw a video from the same side. The line judge that called it a touchdown got, and he was a foot and a half inside the end zone. I don't like Terry said it, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but what he said today is absolutely true. It looked like two different plays. It literally looked like the wow. play that we saw from where we were at, compared to the video on the other. It looked like two completely different plays. There's no doubt in my mind. The reason it was called a touchdown is because the angle in which that line judge had, he had it. Where we were at, I'm telling you right now, it appeared as if he was short. Yeah, and Jay Crone was, he, he was at the Kirtland game, and he was he showed the, the replay in, on his phone, and, and, and you could see that, that he got in there. Yeah. So um, I don't think you can ever count out in those situations what Coach Triv will do. I mean, he's a been there, done that kind of coach. He's he's seen this movie before, you know. Obviously, the failure. Yeah, and then obviously, when he went for two, when Coach Kyle didn't, you know, a few years back in that epic game against Saint Ignatius, it's the it's it was kind of the same thing. But when Terry asked him, you know, post game, 
was there any hesitation? He goes, absolutely not. I mean, they, they obviously knew they were going to go for it right then and there because he's absolutely right. There was no way they were going to stop Ed's at that point. So it was. I got a kick out of when Floria was asked before Trib was asked, you know, did, did you want to go for two? He goes, I told, I told coach, you know, on the, on the play before that we score, we got to go for two. And he said, we'll see. And obviously (laughs) his will see meant there's no doubt about it. Right. Well, let's talk a little Kirtland, John. Uh, you had the ringside seat. You guys were probably on the field. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about Kirtland. Uh, from the point of, say, somebody that wasn't there, game in hand just about the whole game? They just strike, man. They struck right away on, the, I think, their second play from scrimmage, 90, 81 yards with Gardner, and then Gardner on a long pass. And uh, they were they were incredible as, as to how quick they got up and then really never relented. I mean, the kid from Ethan Wright uh, had a had a good game. He had a hundred, two hundred yards. yards right? It was a hundred. It was a hundred and uh, I think it was a hundred and thirty-seven. I think or hundred forty-seven. But it was it was a lot between the twenties. It, it was <laughs> yeah, and they they kind of got stalled. But man, they, they, he's a good ball player. Yeah. He plays good defense too. But but on that eighty-one yard run, Gardner got out there, and there, that guy was not catching him. Gardner and and that's who he beat for the touchdown pass too. Yeah. Yeah, and I was telling Terry that when he caught that, I mean, Liam Powers hit him in stride. Wow, a rainbow! And, and I mean, literally in stride, and it went from Ethan Wright being right there, and Gardner just went into a different gear. It was, I mean, and, and Gardner is a tough runner too. Yeah, he, he'll break a lot of tackles, so he's that little fire plug that's got a lot of speed. So they got a they got a nice team now. Injury wise, Stevenson got hurt yes. early on, which looked like a knee. In the first series, never came back. Uh, Alfieri got hurt, went back in, got hurt again, went back in. So I don't know. He, he looks like he's going to be okay. I don't know about the Steve. Yeah, he caught a he caught a helmet in the stomach on a, a, a block. You know, as good as they are, I asked Joe Erder point blank, "Is it their best team?" He said, "No." He said, "Probably 2013, 2014. As good as that team is right now, it's not as. It's just it's amazing what." kind of product every single year he puts out and they're not big they're, they're a bunch of small well, guys la- last year they were last they year they were they were very big on that line and they were huge. Yeah. they were very big last year we talk about it all the time that where i think people underestimate them is that their speed especially on the defensive side of the ball sideline to sideline it must be so much faster than it looks like on tape because you can tell people are coming in with game plans as we can beat these guys to the edge you can't Mm-mm. You're right. And and the one thing I think they do better than anybody that we cover is they stay in their lanes. They don't get out of position at all, ever, on defense. I mean, you can beat them every once in a while, but it isn't because somebody's not is over-pursuing or, or whatever. It's it's literally you have to beat them to beat them. And yeah, in, in, uh, Manchester didn't try to throw a lot. But, but when they did, they, the guy was pressured heavy, and the, and the backs uh, did a nice job on coverage. So re- he really had nowhere to go. So it was well, Ethan Wright or bust for, uh, for the Panthers. Were you here the night Ray Sullivan was here? Yes. And he said they're like 66-0 and 7-on-7. Seven seven. Yeah. And beating teams like Ignatius. And so, you know, they're the real deal. That's mm-hmm. not true. Well, I think that's the, that's the one thing. You know, you look at their freshman team. They play basically a D1 schedule because there isn't a whole lot of D5 schools that have freshman teams. So they right. pl- they beat Ignatius this year. They you know they play Mentor. I mean they they're not af- they're not afraid to 
you know, step up. And, and these kids have been through this program. That's what makes them special is they've been through this program since they were seven years old. That's what, they, exactly they, what Ray they, said. They, they run the same stuff and, every year. And they know nothing but winning. Right. Since they were seven. Yeah, now, right. Yeah, now they know and, nothing And, Terry, you know, that's the thing we always talk about is they're just, they don't do anything different. They can, You could literally have their playbook in front of you. It's only five plays. It's, <laughs> they just execute better than everybody. It's man. All right, guys, we're going to hold you over until uh, Bob comes. And uh, Coach K, this is Integrity Radio, 101.5 FM, 1330 AM, and coast to coast and around the world on WINTradio.com. We'll be right back with Terry Heil and my good buddy Pat Langdon. Well, give us uh, your quick preview of the uh, Menor game this week. Uh, go ahead, Ter. Two years ago, they couldn't stop Demetri Crenshaw. He tied a state record with six touchdowns in a state final game. That was also the game that launched our coverage. Right. So it, it, it holds a special place for me. Uh, although I will not be there because I'll be in Memphis, hopefully watching Cincinnati secure, good, good home, good secure the home, home game for the uh, AAC championship. Pick Central's not as big as they were two years ago, but they still have to find a way to stop Demetri Crenshaw. If they can do that, you've got to like Menor's chances. They're... Uh, Pick Central's defense given up 48 points last seven weeks. So Menor's going to have to get some stops just like they did in the second half against Eds in order to give that offense a chance to get something done. I, I will say um, I've been at every Menor playoff game so far. They've caught every break. They're a team of destiny. I, 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 I really think that this is their year, I do. Um, they play solid defense and obviously that offense can score with anybody in the state of ohio so uh, i'm I, i'm going better and uh what about kirtland oak harbor was the team i was worried about in division five even more so than orville they beat six division four teams a division three team and a division one team um I, I think this will be the sternest test that kirtland has had all year all right um before and, we let who, you off who's your who's your pick I'm going Kirtland. Until I've got to, somebody, I've got to until, do a little more research, but I, I, would, somebody, I would lean until, to Kirtland. I, I would say until somebody beats him. I'll start, I'm going to start with John on this one. Were you surprised Terry lost? Uh, I, 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 13-0, right? It, it, it's hard. I, I can't make – I mean, these guys know that, that question's better directed to, to Pat and Terry because – um, I, I don't. I, I know the the highlights of, of Perry, but they'd have a better sense of that. I will tell you the. the am I surprised that they lost? I'm not surprised by anything because in the playoffs anything can happen. I will say this: Poland Seminary took the air out of the football, which is what you have to do. You can't give Perry a chance to score because they will score and score often. And, and the they, weather and, too. And, and the, yeah, but they they. They did what they needed to do. They need. They kept the ball out of Drew Shiano's hands, and because of that, they were they're moving on. Harry? Yeah, I, Pat's right. It was it was the perfect storm with the with the way that Poland runs their offense. Um, I think it really frustrated Perry. Perry made some very uncharacteristic mistakes, penalties, couple of turnovers. They had a turnover deep deep in the red zone. I think they were on the two yard line with a chance to tie it late in the first half, um, and they fumbled out of the Wildcat. That that hurt him quite a bit. Jalen Anderson, from a running perspective, was never really able to get on track. And Drew Shiano had a had a good night. Um, didn't have a great night. Threw for 250. I think completed a little bit more than 50 percent of his passes. But I think what Poland did really frustrated and and really hurt 
Perry and the weather didn't help because it limited their ability a little bit to do some of the things that they like to do. And um, I wasn't shocked, a little bit surprised, mm -hmm. but I wasn't shocked, as Pat said. I mean, anything can happen at this point. So, Well, we appreciate you guys coming on. And, yeah. and Pat, you'll be at uh, the Mentor? I'll be at both Eight. games. Well, uh, I'll be, Mike, the whole crew will be there except Terry on Friday at, at Glen Oak, and then uh, Terry will be joining us uh, at Strongsville on Saturday. And your son uh, should get a bowl game, right? They, yeah, they definitely get a bowl game. They're playing this week for the opportunity to host the AAC championship That's game great. next week. If they run the table, they're going to the Cotton Bowl as the highest-ranked group. We're of going five. to the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are they seventeen right now? They're se they're seventeen Memphis right now. 18? Yeah, and but last week in the CFP they were reversed. Yeah, but whoever wins the game is going to go is going to move up. So, um, and then they'll either play, if so if they win. And Navy wins, they'll host Navy at Nippert next week, Saturday. If they win and Navy loses, they host Memphis at Nippert. If they lose, they play Memphis at the Liberty Bowl again for the conference championship game. But they need to run the table in order to go to the Cotton Bowl. Try, so. try have a little fun in uh, Memphis this weekend. Going to try. It's I, a lot of driving. I'm going to drive to Cincinnati Thursday night and then make the rest of the drive on Friday. Games at 3.30. We had senior night this past weekend, which was an awesome experience. There was a tear shed. Uh, we kept them to a minimum, but um, it, it was, it's been a good five years. All right. That's great. So. Well, thanks, Pat. All right. Good so luck thanks, you guys. Terry. We appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thank you much. Thanks for coming to the show. Thanks, and, John. Uh, great job. Talk back fans. Get on Facebook and check them out. They're just tremendous.